The following message is brought to you by Balsamic. Balsamic decided to support the software social community by donating their sponsored airtime to some of our listeners. This episode is sponsored by KB Clip. So much institutional knowledge transfer happens in Slack. KB Clip is a magic shortcut to turn a conversation into an FAQ entry, a wiki page, or a knowledge base article. If your team is asking the same questions over and over again in chat, KB Clip may be a great solution to keep your people better informed. KB Clip is looking for early access alpha and beta customers. If you'd like to move your company knowledge out of Slack and into the hands of your people, sign up at kbclip.com. Thanks again to Balsamic for generously supporting our listeners this way. If you'd like to receive a promo code for Balsamic, visit balsamic.com slash go slash software dash social. And this is our last ad with Balsamic. So I just want to take a second to thank them for taking a risk on us. They were our first advertiser and they have been so awesome to work with it. We genuinely appreciate you, Balsamic. So thanks. So last time we talked about the numbers for simple file upload was about two weeks ago and you hadn't really looked at it much uh, for a few weeks because you had been moving um and it was at 515 dollars in mrr and it's been like two weeks since then so where we where where are you at <laughs> so i checked this morning and i am at 800 Whoa! I know. Dude! (laughs) MRR. I know. That feels like almost a thousand. And like a thousand feels like a real business. Buckets of guacamole, Batman. Like $800? (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, um, it's exciting. Now, like the caveat here is the reason I had such a jump, because I'm averaging about a customer a week, which is a wonderful growth rate for me. But someone signed up for my custom plan, which is $250 a month. Hey, (laughs) oh. What is your custom plan? So my custom plan is basically like whatever you want. Um, I don't actually even remember if I put like what the limits (laughs) I put on it. I should probably check to make sure this person is set up properly. Um, But basically the custom plan is is the idea that I will set it up for you. Um, So that person has signed up and I have, I'm sure it's a company at that, you know, it's through Heroku. So I'm sure it's a company. I have reached out, but I haven't heard anything back yet. So they're just paying me. Um, so hopefully I can, I can help them out. Yeah. Hopefully I can help them out. So yeah, that, um, that's that plan. So that's why there's been such a big jump over the two weeks. Um, cause that really made a difference, but it's very exciting. Uh, that's so exciting. Um, and I really hope that you can, you know, get in touch with these folks, um, and figure out why they bought that. So you can sell a lot more of that. So I can sell more like, of that. Like, let's do that. Like, let's sell more of that. That sounds let's good. Sell this plan. <laughs> I want everyone on this plan. Um, so, yeah. So that was a nice surprise. Um, I have, as I said, I finally have a little more time to work on it. So this week I pushed through like just a few small things, a few email onboarding changes. Um, I wasn't getting a very good response rate to my email. So I just tried to make a few changes. I just pushed them through this week. So I won't know if they work for a little while to see if I could get some more responses. And 
Um, I think, you know, I'm still, I'm still in this weird place where I'm really busy and, um, I'm, I don't have quite the time I thought I would. So I'm really just trying to focus on small, persistent, small, consistent effort over time. And I was reading a tweet by Paul Graham and I know a lot of people have like mixed feelings on Paul Graham. Okay. But I still like his tweets. Anyway, someone was, um, was um, talking about when Y Combinator started and they were talking about how the thing with Paul Graham is he used to like intensely focus on one thing. So if you were in his Y Combinator batch and you were supposed to do this one thing, like every time he saw you, that's all he would ask you about. And I like that because I think in this stage, there's just so many things, right? There's so many things pulling my attention. Like for example, I went to do these emails, which should have taken 30 minutes. And I ended up spending four hours because I was like, well, while I'm in here, I'm going to fix this thing. And while I'm in here, I'm going to write some more. I'm going to get these tests passing. And, and while I'm in here, you know, and then it was like the half day I had, I had, uh, set aside to do this stuff got taken up with like all those little things. And those are all good things to get done. But Michelle, it's been like three weeks since our four weeks since our interview with Drew and I still have not taken the feedback we discussed and put it on my freaking homepage like I just haven't done it I know I, I think that should be my number one I think that should be like my number one thing to do so until I get that done I should stop getting distracted by oh but my email copy could be better oh but this thing could be better well, so if we, can we talk about your email copy for a second? So I'm I'm, yeah. I'm curious, like, do you have what the copy was before? And then I'm just curious what you changed it to. Oh, you know what? I'm only saving the ones that I have now. So I didn't save the old ones. Can you read us the new one? The new one says, hi, I just wanted to personally reach out and thank you for trying Simple File Upload. Would you mind replying and let, letting me know two things? One, are you working on a business client or personal website? Any links you want to share are encouraged. Two, what are you hoping to accomplish with Simple File Upload? I read and respond to every reply. Thanks, Colleen, Simple File Upload founder. Can you can you walk me through uh, the sort of some of the changes you made? Like, what were you thinking? Yeah, so before I had something that was more like, Hi, thanks for trying Simple File Upload. Please let please reach out if you have any questions or you need any help getting set up. I think I had something like that before. I don't have the exact text, but it was something along those lines. So the goal in this email copy change is to try and make it a little more specific, like the questions. So, you know, oh, and then at one point I had, are you using, I had one question. So I started with, I think the very first was just, you know, thanks, let me know if you need any help. I think the second one was, can you let me know if you're using React or JavaScript? That one had a decent response rate. And um, then I went back to the old one, which was, let me know if I can help you. And where am I now? And so now I'm talking, I'm doing the curious to hear what you're working on one that we just discussed. I'm interested to, to, to hear what the responses are. And you said that the customer who signed up for your custom plan is probably a company. And I feel like at some point months or I don't know, a, a while ago that you had decided to focus on people who are working with clients because they 
need something like this much more frequently. And it was kind of like you like wanted companies as customers, but it was kind of like if you don't get in the beginning of a process, like they're basically not going to use it. They're already set up on S3. Like they're good. Like let's focus on the people working with clients instead. And so I'm kind of like I, something interesting, like a little shift there. I feel like that I'm, you know, a little little shift in the wind there that I feel like I just picked up. Um. Well, I want to work with whoever will pay me. I mean, I don't know that. Yeah, I'm, no. But I think it was like sort of like in your like marketing and how you were structuring things. You were like, let's go after these people first, and then if we get those like company customers, like great. But it seemed like from what you had done from your research you had picked up there was kind of like a bigger lift and like a little bit harder to get those bigger companies as customers yes I would agree I think that's true so I don't I don't really feel like it's a shift I feel like the that is still those are still my people or my ideal customer is still kind of like the smaller businesses just getting started um consultants who have to do this over and over and over those are still prob- my primary market, um, but I am very curious about this one company that signed up. So I feel like the new email copy more accurately targets that market because it's kind of more lightweight. It's kind of more like, hi, I'm your friend and I want to know what you're working on. It'll be really interesting to to see what the responses are you get back and what people say they're working on. And like, I would be so excited to you know try to talk to this new customer and figure out like are they switching from something else are they using this for an entirely new project like like where like where like how does this fit with everything like are they using this for everything or um and and why are they switching to something new that's always a a question that I find so insightful to get the answers to It's, it's why it's one of the first scripts I wrote um for for interviews but I think that could be really, really helpful for you to figure that out. Absolutely. I um, am a little worried that they're just going to say they did it on accident. (laughs) That's normal, right? (laughs) But yeah, I will let you know when I hear back. I haven't heard anything back. So there's always that fear, right? Like if I email, you know, you email the customer, it's like, maybe I'll remind (laughs) them that they signed up for it and then they didn't mean to, or like they'll decide they actually don't like it because they got this email. And you know, I have never found that to be the case. But that, that <laughs> yeah. fear is real, right? Like that's totally right. a real fear. Like, oh, you know, yeah. don't poke the bear, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they're they're paying me two hundred fifty dollars a month. Maybe I should just leave them alone. But um, <laughs> yeah, I do think so. Back to I mean, I think this is something I really need to hone in on because I still feel like no, I'm sure I'm still kind of bouncing around in that kind of high churn. Um, some people are using it. Some people aren't, even though they're paying for it, which is weird. But I definitely feel like I haven't found my target market. And so the people I have talked to have all been, so far, as we just discussed, like either they have a small business um, or they are just getting started on something with a lot of potential and they just want to get up and starting quickly. So I definitely still think like the consulting um, small SaaS people are my people. I actually had a, stop me if I told you about this, I can't remember, but I had a prospective client, customer, prospective customer for Simplify File Upload interview last week or two weeks ago. Did I tell you about that? 
I think you were going to have that interview like right after we talked. So I don't know if I heard about that. Yeah. So what happened was he was pair programming, like totally random. This guy was doing some pair programming with Drew, you know, the guy who came on and uses simple file upload. He saw it and Drew said like he wasn't, you know, he didn't draw attention to it, but this other person saw it and was like, that's really cool. I could use that for my project. So he reached out to me. So we had a call. Um, and yeah, so I, I really think like those kind of people who have like a really, you know, a, a fledgling startup, you know, they're just getting started, like, and they realize they need simple file or they realize they need file uploading are kind of my people. And it, what exactly what he said was, um, he said, I just need this to get out of my way, right? Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. spend two or three days doing file uploading. I want to focus on my core business and I need this to just be done, which is like exactly the market I'm going for. Those are my people. Yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds like that's like the reason why you built this, right? Was like to, to get it out of the way that, you know, nobody wants to spend all their time dealing with file upload. Like they want to do something else. Nobody wants to just upload files. They want something else. Like it's just part of the process they're going through to do whatever it is they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And so I've been thinking a little bit too. I mean, I've been, as I said, busy with other things and I haven't given this a lot of attention. So when we started this podcast, I used this podcast as like my um, accountability to make sure I shipped a product. So now I've shipped a product. So now I want to become accountable to you um, that I'm going to continue marketing because there's a couple things we've been talking about for weeks and I just haven't managed to get them done. So this week, my goal is to, I'm close to getting my DNS and, um, my bucket set up to do on the homepage. Like we've talked about, like have a demo right there. I'm close, but I'm not quite ready. So my goal is to focus on that goal, not get distracted by my code for four hours, as long as there's not an error. Um, and there haven't, you know, I haven't had that problem. That's my goal for this week is, is to get that done and see what that does for signups. It sounds like sort of putzing around in the garden of code is, is really where you're yes. comfortable. Oh my gosh. It's the worst. Like, like you should have seen me with this mail thing. Like it was my hour of marketing. I was like, I'm just going to change the email copy. That should take me 20 minutes. And it was just like, oh, but this, this test should probably be passing. Even though this test, whether it passes or not, has like no bearing on my, like my product. Like it really doesn't. It was like a, a thing I'm not even using, but I just wanted to get it to pass. And then I'm like, but saying, I'm like, oh, well, I could reorganize this a little bit. And wouldn't it be nice if this, you know, if I refactored this and I'm like, oh no, stop. Um, yeah. Do you have a, like a list somewhere of all the stuff you want to do? I do have a list. Yeah. Is that like, how granular is that list? Not granular enough because I get so, I mean, I don't typically get distracted. It was just this, it was a little frustrating though. Um, I don't know. It's kind of vague at the moment, especially the marketing stuff, right? Because that's all kind of like, you should do this thing. And you're like, okay. I think if you broke it down those tasks more, like yeah, into, you know, into not just like, you know, Make a landing page, but like, you know, which specific one? What specific things right. are we putting on there? That's exactly like, right. What do we need to do? Like, and so like, can we, like, what is the top priority marketing item there? Like, are they all prioritized? 
or are they just kind of they are they're there? not they are just kind of in they're a list floating I in to space look okay they're just so floating let's, in space. let's take one that feels kind of important okay so for me the important one is the most important one is on my main page i want a i want to get testimonials up and i want to get a try it now like you can try it like as soon as you hit the page is this one task in your list um yeah get okay. the landing page updated that sounds like <laughs> more than one task and at the you know risk of sort of being somewhat of like a to-do list pedant here um <laughs> like i think we should like slice that one up a bit right like yeah. make them all yeah. individual because i think where this you know when you're doing something new that's scary like finding a sense of progress when you're just spending all this time learning like can like I'm here right now like I feel like I like fish out of water figuring out how to market and sell and lay out and everything else like a like a book like I'm so there um just breaking it down and giving yourself a sense of accomplishment and so like you know, from what you said there, like, I, I believe it was getting testimonials on the homepage and adding the code pen. Yeah. So that, so the testimonials and the code pen, those sound like two separate tasks to me. Those are definitely two and separate tasks. And then also getting the testimonials, that sounds like a combination of tasks, because unless you have those already off the shelf and ready to go... I do not. You're going to need to reach out to people to get them, get the to write some copy, get them to approve it, get like an image of them or, or whatever that is. And then you have to load it. And so there's all these other tasks there. And so it like makes sense to me that you would look at that and kind of be like, ah, I'm just going to go do some weeding and refactor some stuff like because that task is not like like if a product manager or a project manager handed you that task, you know, on a Trello board and you're, you know, in a suit and tie kind of job, you'd be like, this task is not properly scoped. It's not ready to be taken up. I yet. totally would too. Like, I'd you be totally like, yeah, would. No. <laughs> and so apply that to your marketing tasks too. Okay. Like, and I think that'll give you a sense of progress when you can start checking stuff off at least and seeing yeah. these differences too. Yeah, I absolutely think you're right. And I had kind of been feeling like, well, I don't want to change anything until I can change everything. But um, yeah, I think that that I I think you're absolutely right. Like a testimonial is like at least five steps. And my code pen is at least five steps because I got to get it. You know, I got to do all these things we talked about a couple weeks ago to protect myself. So I've got to make sure I'm cycling a delete on the files every five minutes. And the domain is independent from my other domain. And like, it's not insignificant to do that. So yeah, that's like that's like 10 tasks total. So you're absolutely right. I love that idea. The first, the yeah. first step on the to-do list is is the bingo yeah. card free space. It's break out all of the tasks in the to-do list. <laughs> your first task on your task list is make your task list. It's Got very it. meta, but it so works. <laughs> it's <very> like, <laughs> okay, I'm totally gonna do that. I'm usually really good at this, and I think this marketing stuff is just a bigger, you know, because it's it feels nebulous as we've discussed before. Yeah, and when something feels nebulous, it's so easy to just be like, I'm gonna do this thing I understand. Yeah. Even if it's not the most important thing I could do it, be doing because it's the other thing feels a little bit like, ah. It's so weird how you can like know, know this, know this about yourself and know you're doing it and still do it, isn't it? <laughs> like I literally, when I was doing four hours trying to debug these specs, I was like, I knew this was a waste of my time. I was like, these specs have no bearing on my product at all. They will eventually, right? It's a future task. It's like when I get API stuff set up. 
but like I'm not anywhere near that. And I'm like, it's like, like it's like your brain is like getting away with something that another part of your brain doesn't want to happen. It's like sneaking off in the corner, and it's like, look at me, I'm just gonna go refactor now. You can't see me. It's totally true. Like, and I knew it, right? You're like, this is a waste of time. Just stop. But you're like, but it'll be so nice when they're all green. And it feels good to complete things. And so work in that, like, I, I'm always amazed when I know the psychology of to-do list that, like, I just get a little dopamine hit from checking things off. And so I put yeah. things off on there that's like, you know, make the to-do list. Like, you know, walk the dog. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I've gotten five things done already. Look at me. I'm amazing. And then, like, then you can power through the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like it. I'm going to do that. And, and like I said, you know, I, I'm just going to focus on little tasks, um, compounding over time, right? Like, like this is going really well. This is going really well. So I just got to keep at it and I can really, um, uh, make some progress. Yeah. Dude. I mean, you're at like 800 MRR. Like that's, I know that like, I think it took us like six months to, to get above like 500 wow. like that's encouraging yeah, yeah. this is <laughs> very this is very very encouraging like you're <laughs> like good. so you were so chill about it in the beginning you're like yeah so that was great and I hope they use it and I'm like I would be like I don't know I would not be I was I was really struggling to not swear in the beginning of this episode like <laughs> I like you know because we have to like flag it that it's you know not safe for you know and I was like, do not swear, because that's, oh my God, amazing. Yes, yes. And I am super pumped. So Michelle, earlier when I was telling you about this new customer I have, um, you mentioned the switch script for customer interviews. Yeah, the one, of, one of the scripts I have, which is one of the most common ones. Um, you know, like thinking about that like whole project, because it's so, I like, I just, I keep feeling like I'm in the position you were in and like, August and September when you're like yeah. spending all this time and you're like is this even gonna amount to anything like is this gonna yeah. be worth my time is anyone gonna buy this is you know uh how much do I need to get done now versus how much do I get done later um you know so I feel like I have the scripts done which is pretty awesome like I feel like I have like 90% of the actual written content like in a rough draft form it does need surgery like it needs to, like there's some structural changes that need to happen but um i don't know yeah it's it's so uh it's it's, it's doing the doing the new stuff as you've been saying is um is challenging and trying to like break that down i can't believe how much you have done I'm Marie Kondoing my brain there's a lot of like there's a lot of stuff in Michelle's mental attic here we're just pulling it all out you know, I'm not building new pieces of furniture. We're just bringing down, you know, the old secretary desk and putting it in the yard. That's what Still, I feel like. Still, most people doing. talk about writing a book and then it takes them like two years. You're going to be done in like six months. I, I mean, so I actually don't know how long it's going to take. Like, I was trying to ask friends who've written books, like, how long did it take to go from like rough draft to actually publishing something? And it seems like there's a huge variability and also like getting responses from people. And they're like, oh, well, then we send it to my editor once we finished every chapter. And I'm like, Okay, I don't have an editor. Like I'm <laughs> like I'm going to like print out this whole thing and go through it with a red pen. And I have a couple of friends who I know are, you know, good editors who will not be nice to me. Like they will tell me when something doesn't make sense. They aren't in the target market. Um open it up to other people um as well. A ton of people from the newsletter have been interested in reading it. Um 
yeah, I have no idea how, it's, how long it's going to take until it's actually. And then also, okay, so this is something I'm trying to figure out. And maybe you can like sort of help me think this through. So in my head, I realized that I've been like, okay, so I'm going to have an ebook and a book book and like, I guess an audio book. And then do I need like, you know, may- maybe it'll be good to have some sort of like package that goes with the ebook or something and then like but as I think about like creating all of that would take me so long and so it's like what do I do first like like which one of those is launched first like I I feel like I need to even do because because if I start thinking about you know recording an audiobook and stuff like like I mean this just this to the position that you were in in September, like this, I could just keep adding features to this forever and then never launch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, how hard is it to actually get a physical book made? I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. I, I don't like, know. I, mean, I don't know that process. Yeah. I mean, so I've been trying to, you know, like Alex Hillman um, has been super helpful sharing his experiences with Tiny MBA and, um our friend Sean who wrote sketching with CSS he's uh been giving me some advice about this too um and yeah I need to you know but I I need to like calm down and just finish writing I think and then deal with that when it comes to it um actually I did something kind of crazy this morning (laughs) what um so I emailed everybody on the list which is 175 people (laughs) I and saw I asked it. them to set up a call with me. <laughs> 50 people. I know. Oh, my I gosh. Know. I wanted to bring that up with you. I read that this morning. I was like, what? What is yeah. she going to do? My goal was originally 100. And then I was like, that is too many. That's just ridiculous. You're going to get. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. For those that are not, do not subscribe <laughs> to Michelle's newsletter. One, go do that right now. Two, so the newsletter this morning said that your goal is to talk to 50 people. Does that mean like get on a call? Yes. So you're committing to like 50 calls. Holy cow. In the cow. next few weeks. Oh my gosh, girl. That is some <laughs> crazy town. Jeez. So I've been having so much just like nervousness about like, you know, is this all going to be worth my time? Right. Is anyone going to buy this? Like, you know, I have this yeah. like, you know, this is totally a labor of love. And I feel like people like people are capable of building great software and they need to be able to understand their customers to know what those customers like need in their software. Yeah. Sure. And so I, I just, I feel like I need to get this out in the world. But also, you know, if I launch it and like, you know, it sells 10 copies, like, uh, you know, okay, I have something that I can, you know, give to people when they ask me for advice about this stuff. But I don't know if I would feel like that was really worth all of the time I put into this. And sure. so I've just been having a lot of like nervousness about that. And... I decided this morning, you know, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to like, I'm going to just sit and like, I'm going to listen to that fear that nobody buys it. And like, what does that fear have to say to me? What, what is under, underneath that rather what than just is, trying what to did you run for it? it? Is this a thing I can do in my life? Anyway, listening to your feelings and not running from them. Yes. <laughs> okay. Tell me about the fear. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? If I have this uncertainty about whether people would buy this and whether this content is useful to them and whether they've been able to use it or whether they haven't or whether they tried, but they didn't know if they were doing it right and they didn't get the response they wanted back, I need to ask them. I'm writing a book about asking people whether things worked for them. I need to ask the people about the book about whether 
talking to people. Like, I need to ask them about that. And it was yeah, like, this that is makes sense. Like this, this is the way to, you know, assuage this fear and this anxiety about it is to talk to people and use that anxiety to help me make it better and not just like run from it and put my blinders on um but just lean into it full throttle like do something crazy like schedule 50 phone calls in three weeks which is it's actually it's been super fun though like because there's all these people I've been like talking to on Twitter for a long time and I'm actually gonna have phone calls with them for the first time and like, I mean, time zones are just like a hot mess. Like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's going to be a mess, but it'll be, you know, the nice thing about like being like in Europe is like, I can like morning time here is like when Japan is awake, and, like Singapore and Australia, like I can talk to people there. And then, um, I, you know, sort of later in the day is, is when I talk to North America and it's like, so I can like, I feel like I can kind of slot people in as long as I'm willing to do, you know, so like some 8 a.m.s my time with Australia and some 10 p.m.s with California. Like I can reasonably cover like a lot of people, but I have calls scheduled like all over the world right now for the next couple of weeks. And I'm going to be so tired. Like you're going to talk to me next week and I'm going to be like, I have no voice. But yes, um, I will. I'm I can't wait to hear about it because like you I want to make it really practical. Like I want people to yeah. be able to read just a couple of pages and feel like there is something that they can take from it because you, there's so many good books about jobs to be done and user interviewing and everything but so many of them are so heavy on the theory and the theory is yeah. like I find it really good and really interesting and I'm such a like a dig for the wise kind of person that I love going deep on the theory but like if you're in your position, like you just want to sell something, you want to build something, like you want to know the stuff to build. Like like if I were to write a book that has 100 pages of activity theory in front of it before getting to the really practical stuff or is, you know, like most of these books are written for people in a thousand, a hundred thousand person organizations, like it's just you're, you're just not going to read it. And so I'm trying to think, like, hey, like what are the tools I can put in this book to make it something people are like okay I can at least try this on my spouse tonight and like see how it goes and then they can kind of slowly build that um that confidence in in doing it but that's what yeah. I'm trying to figure out right now is like what are the additional practical tools I need in it like is it more sample dialogues is it worksheets like is it like like what can I do to help people grok all of this that's what I'm trying yeah. to figure out I and love that's why it. I'm I gonna think that's talk a great to idea. 50 people. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like that's so funny because I saw that this morning and I was like, what? She's gonna talk to 50 people. Good gracious. That's wonderful. I can't wait to hear how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna learn um a lot from it. That's that's the idea. Um, you know, follow my own advice, right? Like don't make mis- decisions based on one person, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, you need to hear at least, you know, sort of similar things from at least five people before you sort of decide okay this is you know something we should do and um yeah I I, you know I'm so excited um and so I had a lot of people by the way who said uh you know I'm on your newsletter but you kind of send them a lot and they're piled up in my inbox uh I do listen to the podcast and you know so if if you are more of a listener than um a reader that's totally cool like I've you know and and I think there's probably some overlap with people who would be interested in an audiobook there um I would love to talk to you too and you can just you know uh dm me on twitter 
um, if you're interested in in talking to. Like, I, I want to make it very clear that people don't have to have read every single issue. Like, I think the only person who has read every single issue is my husband. So um, <laughs> it's totally fine if you've, you know, you've skimmed them or you've missed a whole bunch. That is actually really useful information for me because that tells me, okay, what is the kind of information that jumps at people what like what grabs them what doesn't and you know how can i how can i make all of it something that 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 feels useful and and approachable wonderful that's exciting like this will be just phenomenal research i can't wait to hear about it couple weeks i'm doing (laughs) that is gonna be a crazy couple weeks yeah that's gonna be busy Well, that's going to wrap us up for this week's episode of the Software Social Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can reach us on Twitter at SoftwareSocialPod. Talk to you next week. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.